All right, from only the West Coast, this is the Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. I'm Dylan Carlson, and I'm joined today by my friends, Andrew Stork. Hello. And John Schramm. It's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> so today... Hold on, we, we gotta do this runway oh, okay. style. All right. There we go. All right, now now we're off to a good start. Crack open a sun kiss. All right. <laughs> so, how are you boys feeling today? Good. Really, yeah. Very good. We had a, we had a great weekend. This is Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. Uh, we we celebrated it pretty pretty contra traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we uh, we we had about four four different meals that we paid for, and none of them included turkey. Yeah, no, seriously. I had a turkey, <laughs> yeah. I had a turkey club on. Can- oh, you did at yeah. Canners. Uh, oh, he had a yeah, John. Yeah, I had a turkey club. How was it? Um, it was delicious. I'm pretty sure the waitress didn't like it very much. Yeah, I ordered Mountain Dew right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, so John orders Mountain Dew right off the bat, and she's like, uh, "We don't have that. The pops are on the back of the menu." Yeah, and then walked away. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a great way to start a Thanksgiving. Uh, Stork got spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Also, very interesting move. Very, yeah. No, I don't know if that was the right tact. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll agree with that. I don't know if that was the right tact. And I got some kind of like uh, West Coast veggie bullshit. Yeah. And we got put in the like no one cares corner of the restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a great Thanksgiving. It was a good Thanksgiving. But one of the central things to this whole trip was we got to see the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, we did. And I just have to say, LeBron James is an amazing basketball player. Thank you, LeBron. Thank you for those. Thank you. For, I didn't know until now, which is. I, mean, <laughs> I just, I just feel like, I feel like make the Lakers great again. Yeah. M L G A Mulga. We're talking about the L A Lakers, the Minneapolis Lakers. The Minneapolis Lakers, baby. So uh, John Schramm and I are both from uh, Minneapolis. Originally from outer space, but. John, you have to you have to you have to get out of left field and maybe stray toward left to central field. All right, dang, I thought this was all hypothetical. (laughs) This is a hypothetical podcast, so you have to take it seriously. Okay. So uh, we're originally from Minneapolis, and uh, we are avid Timberwolves fans ever since I took John to the Timberwolves, probably freshman year, um, at Luther College. You were there. I was there. Stork was also there. But uh, I did not pick up the appetite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Stork is from Oregon, yeah. and we'll get there later. So, so John is from Minneapolis, and he now loves the Timberwolves. He goes to Timberwolves games all the time since 2011, when we when we first were given tickets. So, Stork is from Portland. Well, he's he's not from, from Portland. Well, okay, he's from <laughs> Chlamydia Falls. Shut up. <laughs> I could kill you. <laughs> uh, I've heard uh, Calamity Flats. That's the one that always pisses me off. Calamity Flats. Calamity Flats. All I don't right. know. It drives me crazy. All right. I'll start using that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you're from Klamath Falls. You, you grew up being a Laker fan, though. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. First off, like my first exposure to basketball really was um, Space Jam. So for me, I mean, I thought Bill Murray was the greatest player ever, and then I learned he didn't play basketball. So no, but um, uh, which I love that you wore the jersey yesterday. That I really didn't awesome. know who Bill Murray was during that movie. Did you? Know? I watched that when I was really little. I was like, who is this guy? Well, it's kind of was those like one of those prototypical experiences too, where like at the time in our age, it was like Pokemon cards or sports cards, and I was definitely working a Pikachu before I was working a Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? And then 
So I watched Space Jam, loved it. And um, But then I actually watched a game, and one of the... Actually, this is kind of a side note. Michael Jordan, I thought that he was the greatest player ever because he never missed a shot. Like, that he like that was he actually... That that was I thought that he, he never the actually missed a shot in, like, the history of basketball. <laughs> like, that was the thing. But I saw Shaq, and Shaq was just larger than life. And that just Lo and a- behold, that was Wilt Chamberlain who never missed a shot. Because he only he only he worked was... within a three foot space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but I saw Shaq, and Shaq was just this larger in life human being, and it just was amazing how physical the presence he was. And so for me, I kind of picked it up from there. And like when I played basketball, even though not being like the tallest kid, I wanted to play center. You know what I mean? I didn't want to even like be like point guard or shooting guard. Like I like it like and so I was like boxing out and trying to do like the moves like the diesel. You know what I Stork, mean? How close did I you actually get to watched Kazam, you know, things like that. <laughs> In your prime, how close were you to dunking? Never. Not at all. I like. I was like one of those guys that got like mid net, and I was so <laughs> pleased. Mid net. Yeah. Mid air Jordan. Mm, okay, okay. I grabbed rim. I got, I got a good little rim on. I still think this needs to be proven and just like some sort of. I could probably get. Experiment. I, I could probably touch rim right now. So we saw the Lakers last night. We were able to see them beat the Jazz. They are now eleven and seven. Teen. Yeah. Teen. No, they were eleven and seven. They yep. are one game out of first place in the West right now. They're sitting in. I think the Lakers are actually in fourth place. The uh, seventh place. Sun Kiss Bird. They're in seventh place. Seventh place. They're eleven and seven. Wait, let me see. Holy crap. It is. So it is like an eight-way tie for the playoffs. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Maybe Golden State, if Steph Curry can get healthy, they'll um, they'll take off. But I think that it's going to be tough for LeBron to make the playoffs here. No, but these these seasons aren't untypical of LeBron-like teams, though, either. I mean, when he was with the Heat, the Cavs, the Cavs again, um, he tends to kind of be with teams that sort of come off to – colder warm starts and then they sort of progressively get to a place that's comfortable for them to work in the postseason I mean he's going to be in the postseason that, that's just my opinion from the outset is that he's going to get that team to the postseason and when he gets that I mean LeBron just becomes a different animal right there well especially I think <laughs> John's really enjoying this he's combing his hair yeah. uh, how's it look great I wow this is great radio so the, the look of your hair is great so radio good. Um, it looks awesome. I th- it, it it was especially evident in two thousand uh, in two thousand ten two thousand eleven with the Miami Heat because like they were off to a shit start and then they won like seventeen games in a row and everyone's like oh okay they're gonna be fine. Well, I think a lot of that also relates to him just finding the right dynamic there because you can tell that totally. like when he's working with like the personnel around them, it's about sort of achieving that synergy and it takes a sec. There's some growing pains that come with that. But I think what we learned from last night is this team's super young, but they're so talented. I know that absolutely. Yeah, John thinks that Kevin Love is one of the greatest five greatest basketball players of all time. Would you say? I would say so. <laughs> that, or, that or two. Yeah, yeah one or two. One or two. Dylan, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. That was that, that was one of John's points uh, before the pod. Yeah. yeah, but I think that Brandon Ingram is like already good. better. I think he's already better than Kevin Love. I, I mean, I don't know about that two. as a number two. I don't know. I, I mean, they're so different. I, I can't putting them side by sides a, a hard argument in a lot of ways. But I, I mean, I think Brandon Ingram looked actually really great last night. Yeah, it, he was amazing. 
So uh, the Lakers beat the Jazz 90-83 to last night. Um, it was a barn burner. It might have been the lowest scoring game of the year. Tacos. John, look that up. And we got and we got free tacos. So uh, oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> so because the Lakers won and the Jazz scored less than 100 points, we got offered two free tacos at Jack in the Box, which is a terrible fast food restaurant. If anyone doesn't know what that is, I actually like yeah. their tacos. <laughs> Wait, you went to Jack in the Box? No, but I like Jack in the Box. I've been to Jack in the Box. Do they, they yeah. have them in Oregon. Oh yeah, they, shut up. I'm serious. I don't no. know where they don't have Jack them in, in the Minneapolis. Box is a national chain. Do they have them in Minneapolis? No. Yeah, they don't have them in Minneapolis. I don't think. I think it's a West Coast thing. Sure? Yeah, I think it's a West Coast thing. Uh, they, they just have way too many items, and they they don't, like, centralize on one thing. I will not stand for this corporate slandering. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, okay. Like, Chick-fil-A, we know what they do well. In and out, we know what they do well, but like I don't know. We uh, we actually gotta before we get into more basketball. I think we gotta ask John Schram. What Talk about, about an In and Out burger. About In and Out burger. So John Schram Culver's, as many of you know, is a Midwest <clears throat> chain. Um, John, what are your feelings? That has on a lot of specialty foods. In and Out burger, I thought was overhyped. And very average at best. So now we know John's not really credible as an expert. That's why John doesn't <laughs> speak up much. I can look up much on my phone and to do, find out what the lowest scoring game ever in history. No, not ever. I'm talking about a yeah, year. but I, it was hard to find that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I got it with an alternative. You got <laughs> your research cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to re, I had to find different material. Yeah. That was just too confusing. Yeah. Pivot, 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 pivot. What would you guess is the lowest scoring NBA game? It had ever? to be like less than 50 points. It was like a college scoring to game. Collectively less than 50? No, yeah, no, no. Collectively. Collectively. Was it collectively less than Collect- 50? Collectively. What's the, what's wait, 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 wait. Give, well, us, an, give, give us, us an era. No. Oh, an era? Yeah. Uh, this was 1950, 1951. Jesus Christ. George Mikan was playing? Not to mention that it was I'd say it's Lakers, less than, not the LA Lakers. I'd say it's less than 60, but not much. If it makes you feel any better, the second lowest one is double what the lowest one is. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it 48 total points? Lower. Oh, my God. Um, I'll go... I wonder if, like, the Between game both game. teams... Both teams combined. Um, I'll go with. And it was a one point different game, so I'll go with. It was a, it was I'll a, go with thirty one. Thirty seven. Jeez. Nineteen to eighteen. That's why we need the black Fort people Wayne, playing basketball. The Fort Wayne Pistons. <laughs> we're not part of this anymore. Uh, Fort Wayne yeah. Pistons were nineteen. <laughs> the Minneapolis Lakers eighteen. <laughs> anyway, let's stop talking about bad basketball and start talking about some good basketball. Let's, go, let's move it up to mediocre. It's not just jumps. Yeah, no, it was mediocre last night. Um, but the NBA this year has had an offensive revolution. Like, people are scoring, like, 140 points. It's like, oh, that's a normal game. That's mm-hmm. just a normal game because the pace is up and people are shooting threes and they're making them. Um, well, I think Golden State a little bit kind of cre- create this blueprint a little bit as to sort of what the pace of basketball should be if you want to keep up with them. I mean, they've been totally. so successful recently or, that or that's sort pass. of um, well, and how I, teams are treating how they approach you know, their offensive systems. Yeah, and I think that Daryl Morey was a big reason for some of that because uh, he was the one who copied them and said, if you can't beat them, we're going to join them. So the Lakers, let's get let's get to the actual game. We were offered free tacos because the Lakers won and the Utah Jazz scored 
83 points. They scored less than 100 points, and that was the that was the rule. We got that we got Jack in the Box tacos. We couldn't even take advantage of that because we had to get Mexican food right before the game. <laughs> a shit ton of Mexican food. That was quite yeah, quite filling. Rossi, I need which is John's nickname. <laughs> what would be your review of the Mexican food? Mm. I would say it was very on par with very average Mexican food. What did you order? I got Jeez, you're going like straight for the middle right now. The 1923 Sonora. Yeah. The the only thing that John knew was that he ordered a something from 1923. He ordered something from 1923. Um but it was great. It was a really great restaurant. Queso was really good. Yeah. Yeah, big plate. Big plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big plate of uh, so was, platter. You're Debbie Downing this. So yeah, Queso's, yeah, big plate. <laughs> um, Does that make me a downer? Nah, kind of. Nah. The plate was too big? No, I think he loved the big plate. Yeah. yeah. We definitely you're, demolished you're, it. So. You're misreading me. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was it was good Mexican food, but unfortunately we weren't able to take advantage of the deal that was given to us by Staples Center. We get to the game. What were you guys thinking? Um, well, for me, it's the Staples Center really is kind of this iconic arena, you know, in sports. And so to think about it, it's just kind of surreal to be going through there. And, like, right outside you see, like, Kareem statue and Magic statue. And then you see the flags up, you know, where we were sitting in the nosebleeds. But they're actually kind of great seats, oddly enough. But, I mean, it, it sort of checked all the boxes you were hoping for. And, like, your inner nine-year-old going, like, crazy just because it's like, oh, my God, this is the Staples Center. I can't believe I'm here. And I'm watching the greatest or one of the greatest basketball players ever play. And so it's something that's pretty overwhelming in a lot of ways. Yeah. John, what do you think? I love this. I love it all. Uh, I thought we really could sold our tickets for fifteen hundred dollars. John is just mad that we spent one hundred seventy dollars on each ticket. No, no, I'm glad we sold that. Uh, oh, okay. I bought that, but I thought we could really invest our money and bought, sold them for fifteen hundred. So there were some ticket scalpers outside of the Staples Center, and we were, uh, they were, they were like asking us if we if we wanted to sell our tickets, and we're, and and I was like five hundred bucks, and this guy was like, oh. Oh, 500 yeah. bucks he was like very interesting it sounded like he was gonna give 500 bucks like how many tickets you got I, got, I was like I got three and then he was like oh, oh I, I, closer, yeah. He, yeah he was he was actually gonna go for it but then I was like each and then he no. was like fuck no this. the best part was I think he actually kind of even was willing to pay that and he's like where are you sitting, where are you sitting? <laughs> oh yeah he did say where are you sitting and then it's like okay the sale's over upper deck and he's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. no <laughs> I can't believe he was interested after. after Those were great seats, though, and I, I do want to make a comment because I've been to plenty of Blazers games in Oregon, and the Blazers Stadium. As much as I love Moda, um, why do you love it? I just love it. I love Portland. I love that atmosphere. Oh my god! But, you're um, such a. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very the stadium there is very vertical, whereas the seats we had, despite them kind of being in the upper decks, was actually still you had a great view of the stadium. So I mean, well, it, and we were front row, so we had glass in front of us. That was it. Yeah, that, which is really great. Yeah, John, are you trying to ruin this recording? No, I would never do such a thing. <laughs> are you? Are you Sabotager. on Instagram? John's literally going through Instagram. He he. He wants none of this right oh, now. I want any material. Oh. <laughs> from Instagram? Yeah. Uh, you're writing my material for me. You're not getting any good material from Instagram, I'll tell you that. Uh, oh, I saw can, that. can you pass me a beer? That's your job now. Okay. You've been demoted. John's been demoted from research to beer. Can you grab me one, too? What do you think's in here? Uh, Dr. Pepper. Uh, is there, do you, how much dip do you think is over under 10 pounds of... Oh. <laughs> 
So we get to our seats, and the seats are really good. We were right in front of the top bowl, so it was actually like very clear to watch. And I sometimes I like watching basketball from up top because you can see what's going on. Now there is sort of that like offensive coordinator sort of view of the court, which is actually sort of nice when you want to capture the game and kind of see how the flow is going. Yeah. It was just like we couldn't see if it was Josh Hart or Lonzo Ball necessarily handling the ball all the time. <laughs> the people are a little bit small, but it was good. It was a great game. Right from the first quarter, we knew this was going to be a low-scoring game because I think the— um, Well, halftime is 38-38. I mean, right there yeah. it tells you, right? I mean, it wasn't necessarily obvious. In the second half, it definitely started to get better, but, I mean, they were kind of— Lakers opened up hot, too, was the thing that was interesting. Yeah. And then Utah sort of came back, and then it really found just sort of this medium of, like, here's the way the rest of the game's going to be. Well, it was 22 to 16 after one. After one, the Utah Jazz scored 16 points. Nine of those points were scored by Joe Ingles. You definitely had your eyes out for him. You mentioned him a lot. I love Joe Ingles, but if he's your highest scoring player. Oh, wait. Alec Burks kind of felt like garbage time, but he hit a couple threes late in the game. Uh, and he had 17 points. But, if, yeah, so if Joe Ingles is going to be your best offensive player, he had 16 points, 8, eight rebounds, 5 assists. Then that's you're a pretty not... good distribution, though, in terms of just impact to the team. I mean, if He's you're... a great player, but yeah. that's not a that's not a game that you want. I've honestly never heard of him before. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Ingles has been really consistent from the three-point line over the last couple of years. He's above 44%, and he's shooting at least... Uh, what would you say right now games. is sort of the standard three point? Because when I was growing up, it, the thought was like, <laughs> if you shoot thirty, and it grows. Yeah, I know we're in our mid twenties, but like, um, thirty nine. <laughs> but what I'm saying though is, <laughs> is that like the idea was you don't shoot from three point because it was kind of discouraged for a little while, um, right. unless you were good at it, and to be good at it was thirty three percent or above. Whereas now I think to be good at it, they're even more stringent. You know yeah. what I mean? So league average right now is around 36%. To be what you would call like a good, like you're allowed to shoot from behind the arc. I think anyone above 30 is allowed to shoot just because the math works out that way. Yeah. Like if you're scoring, let's just say if you're scoring uh, three points at 33%, that's as good as, as scoring two points at 50%. Yeah. So anyone above 30% is probably allowed to shoot threes. But yeah, I would say your three-point shooters. If you want a good three-point shooter, you want him to be above 40 now. Grayson Allen played three minutes. John, what did you think of the, about that? Grayson Allen, I want to see more Grayson Allen, uh, more tripping of players and punching punches to the nuts. All right. <laughs> didn't see any much of that. We didn't. We saw zero punches to the nuts. We saw we, some dirty play, though. He saw him shove somebody, and I thought that was pretty badass, and we could have done more with I think that. it was Brandon Ingram, Ingram. That was who he shoved. Brandon Ingram had a great game. So Brandon Ingram had 20... 24 points, so he was the highest scorer in the game. The thing that I liked about this game that I didn't think was going to happen, Brandon Ingram kind of took control of the of the team, and LeBron let it happen. He was, like, off in the wing, and Brandon Ingram was, like, That seems like it's play. LeBron's style a little bit, though, in early games. I, I feel like LeBron becomes the court general, don't get me wrong, but I think it's almost kind of an experiment in itself to see um, kind of where guys are skilled. He really kind of plays this role of sort of facilitator in the beginning of the year versus kind of being the commander of the team. And I think as you get progressively into the year, he tends to take over more and more, particularly when it's fresh. I was surprised at the amount of times that he didn't take the ball down the court. Yeah. Also, Lonzo Ball's 
the perfect point guard for him because Lonzo doesn't give a shit if he's going to be taking the ball anywhere. Like he will, he Lonzo never has the ball in his hands for more than three seconds. Well, you saw, uh, did you see the article where um, LeBron was basically asked um, this Lakers considering their youth, they're going to be more of a fast paced team compared to anything that you've been a part of previously. That was the fastest paced game I've ever seen. But what I'm saying, though, is that I think um, when it comes to LeBron, too, is this is different. So, you know, I mean, I I don't want to treat it as kind of rinse and repeat or, you know, the copy and paste idea of, like, he's treating the Heat experience or Cavaliers experience similar to this. I think that, you know, there could be new discoveries and just this um, sort of new journey with the Lakers he's taking on. Absolutely. And I was so excited. I'm so excited about this team. It was so fun to watch. The more aggressive this team gets, the more and more fun they get. Well, you saw, I don't know if you saw today, LeBron actually commented saying that he hopes Lonzo believes in himself more, essentially, that he actually is more aggressive. And I think that sometimes that may be even the issue in itself is that when you have LeBron James join a squad, it's how do we get the LeBron the ball the most? How do we do this the most? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, I, you, and you see it because, like, there was a point where Brandon got the ball and he didn't know what to do with it, so he looked around. And you never see NBA players do that. But because LeBron's I think he was successful team, yesterday, though, because he kind of gave himself permission to just play basketball. Totally, you know what I mean? Totally. So. so when LeBron was on the Cavaliers, you would see players just, like, they get the ball and they don't know what to do with it because they know that if they don't do the right thing, LeBron's going to call them out on it. I think players get heady when they play with LeBron James, but these players, I think he is definitely allowing them Which to Which is kind of ironic because I think LeBron's actually a fantastic teammate. You know what I mean? I think totally. it's almost, uh, it's kind of just manufactured subconsciously, you know what I mean, versus actually being the reality. I think that LeBron wants to be a very good teammate. Well, I think because LeBron says LeBron always makes the right team move, mm-hmm. it it sometimes will carry over to the other teammates where they're like, I need to make the right move for the team. Mm-hmm. And so then they, it just ends up getting in their heads. But I think that this team is perfect for him. And I was so excited that Brandon Ingram was really taking control of this game. But LeBron, clearly, it was so clear. They started trailing almost every time LeBron came out of the game. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, some people will be critical of the game LeBron had yesterday. My question is why. I mean, he had 22-10 and I think 6 or 7. You know, that's a good stat line any night of the year. And I know it's LeBron, so I think that our standards kind of differ as a result. But he didn't play as many minutes, which was actually kind of weird but I think generally he didn't have a bad game last night I think it's just kind of we're watching in a parallel path the growing pains of the Lakers with LeBron James and this kind of new nucleus and then simultaneously we're also watching just LeBron play his game so those are kind of they seem like they can be when they work, they're very they fuse very well but sometimes at first they feel like competing forces. It seems like they're starting to figure out how to communicate and how yeah. to work together because they're 11 and 7 and they are in strong position to be a top 8 seed in the in the west. Cool. Well, I have a question for you um as somebody who's lived in LA now for what has it been 4 years? Yeah. Well, yeah, on and off for like almost 5, yeah. Yeah. What do you just feel um and I don't mean to like put this burden on your shoulders coming from the city, but 
do you feel like LA really loves having LeBron here? Like, is that something that you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like they've embraced LeBron? They love LeBron. Do you do you feel the energy in Staples Center yeah. when LeBron's name was said? Yeah, it that was, was true. like it was like Kobe. Um, and I hope that LeBron can make it a new legacy here because he deserves it. He deserves to have. This is this is the capital of basketball. LA is the capital of basketball, no matter what anybody says. And he deserves to be able to add to the Kareems, to the Magic, to the Shaqs, and mm-hmm. all of those great players. He deserves to add to that legacy, and I hope he does. Uh, and I think that people already definitely appreciate what he's done for the game and and outside the game. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to add to it. For me, as an outsider, the fear is like, is this guy gonna be like a Dwight Howard? You know what I mean? Um, and I, but, but for me, zero percent chance of that. No, absolutely. And for me, though, I'm I'm instantly when I hear something like that, I'm like, LeBron's actually gonna be a leader though, instantaneously. You know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna With immediacy, he's gonna go into the team and actually take full ownership. I'm not trying to suggest Dwight didn't, but it was Kobe's team at that time, and I think for. This instance is like LeBron's coming in and he's almost looking at the Lakers who struggled in previous years and treating it as a house he's trying to flip. You know what I mean? And I love they went to the West Coast. They didn't just stay in the Eastern Conference for his entire career. I think there's some exciting things for him being on the Lakers team. Overall, like, John, what would you say that you were doing the entire game? Just analyzing everything. No, John was on his phone the whole time trying to wait for a moment <laughs> Where LeBron James would do something awesome. I when he got that steal, it was pretty great. I think I have that, Th- that steal plus the steal, a dunk. Yeah, the steal. That was kind of like your sort of pro typical, like this is LeBron moments or great thing. read, yeah. great steal. And then all John ended up getting was the dunk. But we're watching it right now. Yeah, great that's talk. a good shot. Great, great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is great podcast material, John. Thanks for being such a great addition. Thank you. Um, did you feel like you got the LeBron that you wanted this time? I know you've seen LeBron once before. I would say I can't say. Uh, I would say no. Really, I I would agree. And see, this is this goes back to what Storks was saying because Stork was saying that um, that we had like he's like oh the stat line was actually pretty good, but I would agree with John. Like when you are sitting in the stadium, you want to see LeBron score fifty one on the heat you want to see lebron get the a block on steph curry you want to see that great moment every time and the reality is is that you're not going to get it nine out of ten nights but he was so amazing at basketball the only mistakes that he made were calculated risks he never made a stupid mistake and it was just amazing to watch that. Absolutely. I think last night, too, unfortunately, you can kind of cater to the competition itself. And there was instances where it just felt like there was some sloppy turnovers going on on both sides of the ball. And I Some felt like, instances? That yeah, was the yeah. whole game. That's why there were only 90 points scored because it was like but, the fastest But you play ever. to that, unfortunately. I think you watch teams play, and it becomes that type of game. And unfortunately, you kind of succumb to that a little bit. And it just affects both teams' behaviors. Um, but I'd still say, despite him not scoring 51, LeBron had a great game. And Why like, was he saying 51? Because of the Miami I game. I think he scored 51 against Miami on oh. Sunday. The Lakers are going to be a good team. They're just going to be a good team. LeBron's good, and everyone else is willing to do what LeBron says, and and that's the most important thing. John, what do you think Grayson Allen had for Thanksgiving? 
Um, probably like two Jack in the Box tacos. <laughs> so, so do you, so wait, wait, wait. Do you think that Grayson Allen, after the game, yes. went to get Jack in the Box tacos? Yes, he's like, I hey, was technically like, here. I was wait, here. Are you I'm telling in, me that Grayson I'm, Allen I'm threw the game yeah. so that he could get Jack in the Box tacos? Uh, he's like, I'm entitled to these tacos. Yep. Yeah, I, I you guys sell cinnamon toast crunch too. Whoa, this <laughs> is a good twist. theory. The Jazz might have purposefully scored less than 100 points and lost to the Lakers. LA, so it's like, <laughs> they, they needed tacos. All right, well, that's that's that is the best piece of analysis we've had tonight. I think probably on yeah. that note, the Lakers are probably going to be going to the playoffs. LeBron James is probably going to get another championship, not this year, but in the next three years. It was amazing to watch him. Thank you for listening. And without further ado, thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. Great Lakers game. And damn. <laughs> Shut up. I work for the company that makes Tide Pods, which is why I want to talk to you guys today. You gotta stop eating the Tide Pods. <laughs> Dude, it is hot as balls. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. Oh, my God. From the East Coast to the West. This is the NBA Coast to Coast podcast. I'm Chalanga. And I'm Dylan. What up, what up? Hey, Dylan. Hey, Chalanga. It's time for our long-awaited pod. We've been talking about this for weeks. Finally got a chance to do it. We are about to introduce to the world the starting lineups for our all-Space Jam NBA teams. These are the players that we want to star in the upcoming production of Space Jam 2. Dylan, roll the music. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance to do a dance at the Space Jam. All right. LeBron's in L.A. now. Production on Space Jam 2 has begun. I actually don't know if that's true. <laughs> that was a complete <laughs> fabrication. But let's let's go with it. Let's go with it. I don't even think pre-production started, <laughs> uh, much less production. We but are. Let's go with it. Dylan and production I are. Production has begun. <laughs> Dylan and I are uh, uh, co-executive producing uh, the Space Jam Two project. We were really excited. They asked us to do it. So these aren't even players that we want on the Space Jam team. These are players that are going to be in the movie. Yeah. Well, we have to we have to pare it down to just five. We each chose a team of five. And mm-hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna pitch our our teams of five to each other. We're gonna see how it goes. Uh, we got some uh, we got some big wigs that we got to pitch to at the end of the week. So we're trying to come to some sort of consensus. Yeah, Ron Howard. Oh, Ron Howard. Ron. Ron. That's what I'm gonna say. What is it? I'm gonna Come say. I'm gonna say Ronnie. It's been so long. <laughs> Before we introduce our teams. We're going to talk about... Dylan, how'd you go about choosing? I thought this was like a kind of a, a fun little um, experiment in like what I liked out of basketball players in movies. Um, what was your right. What was your process? Well, my first process was to see who was funny. That was a bottom line because you can't be... I'm not going to let a player be in it if they're not going to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So... I basically was just studying memes for a while. Um, I was I was even look I was googling like ooh funniest players in the NBA and then seeing like what the funny things were that they did and it was like oh everyone's like oh Evan Turner is so funny I'm like no he's not very funny Hassan Whiteside no he he sucks <laughs> and I was like looking at their Instagram stories and trying to figure out who had the most personality in terms of their funniness. 
That was that was step one. So you're telling me Evan Turner isn't gonna be on your Space Jam team? Mm, I know. Too bad, right? That's fucked up. The second thing that I wanted to do was set a limit to the number of players that we could use because otherwise we would both end up with the same team. We, what we decided was we weren't going to have any players who had any cameo or larger role in any movie that was of wide release. So uh, any blockbuster movie. So no one from Space Jam, no one from Like Mike, no one from He Got Game, um, sorry, Ray Allen, and, uh, and no one from Uncle Drew. And I saw Uncle Drew for the first time this week, and it was absolutely fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. It's, I thought, like, how can they make a commercial into a full-length movie? But they just gave the keys to Tiffany Haddish and Lil Rel and said, be funny. And it worked. I have to say, for me, I cried. You cried? <laughs> I literally cried. I cried at multiple moments, but obviously one of the moments was when he made the shot. It was like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I know that that shouldn't affect me the way that it did, but for some reason it did. And I have no clue why he had to take the shot, but I just loved how illogical the whole concept was that he would come into the game and take the shot and then make it. <laughs> Did you um, did you cry when Nate Nate Robinson stood up out of the chair? No, I didn't cry then. There was no way to make that believable. The whole <laughs> Nate the whole Nate Robinson storyline was just so far fetched. It was only funny. It's like it's like they cast him and then found out he was a really terrible actor, and they were like, "Okay, how can we make it so this dude doesn't talk in this movie?" Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe Definitely. they should have done that for Jack Kyrie because he a was great actor. I think bad. Kyrie. Is actually he was a better actor than really from, bad. You he's not Kyrie a better improviser. Really he's not good. a better improviser. Oh, really? I did not think not his better. performance no, was very Shaq good. Shaq is is a very Shaq. If I had to rank them, it would be capturing something that's get out of here with that. Real. And authentic. I thought Kyrie did a really great job of that. Actually, I've I haven't seen many NBA players do it, and I think he did it. He was better than Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Speaking of Space Jam, uh, <laughs> I also went about uh, my process of picking. There needed to be like a level of stardom, you know. the The players in the original Space Jam are all very important uh, players in the NBA at the time. They were all very famous, um, many household names. So there was an element of fame that, that was involved in picking as well. Um, it definitely was not the overriding factor, but it, it was important. For me, uh, fame was extremely important. There's no way that a movie is going to be made in this day and age where it's not going to be pining to the NBA players who are social media famous. And then... Lastly, we both picked team names. Yes, we did. My team is the New Haven Swag Surfers. Skr, skr. <laughs> and I got the Hollywood Millie Rockers. Skr, skr. That's what's up. Uh, so let's actually start with uh, center because I, I have a feeling maybe we have the same one. Uh, Dylan, starting at center for the Hollywood Millie Rockers is 
Joel Embiid. Duh. Duh. Yo, I have the same one. It couldn't be anyone else. Seriously, he's so uh, funny. He's so honest. He's he's today's version. He's a, he's the millennial Matumbo. <laughs> um, and he he speaks way better English, but and and doesn't sound like he's uh vocal hemorrhaging all the time. Yo, Matumbo's but, voice uh, is very interesting. <laughs> I'll say that is a very interesting voice. Uh, we'll get to him later. Uh, but Joel Embiid, tell me about what you think about your starting center. Yo, he's like always clowning. His social media game is unreal. Uh, he just like doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck (laughs) about what he says on the internet. Um, and it's some funny ass shit. When he had that black mask on, when he had to wear that at the beginning of the season, he was clowning social media with that, taking pictures with it all the time. Uh, his interviews are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. He's just like the perfect level of both super famous. He's is a household name at this point and very hilarious. Eating grapes yeah. on the fucking sideline during warmups. Love that man. He's willing to do anything, and I think that every team needs at least one player who's just like, sure, I'll do that, uh, in terms of the chemistry of an on-screen basketball team. Mm-hmm. He's the equivalent that we have today of what Shaq is, because that's what Shaq was. He was the gentle giant, the clowning giant. My team is so messed up. <laughs> it's very big. Of course. The big guys are the funniest. I had to cut big it's guys true. in my final draft. And I was like, ah, I can't. I can't. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, mine's just going to look weird. That's fine. Starting at power forward for the Hollywood Millie Rockers is... Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, Dirk. Wasn't expecting that. This is, yeah, this is unexpected. You you did We did say that the player had to be active and Dirk currently is not active but <laughs> but he's, he's, he's making a- progress for a return yeah and he is also maybe the corniest NBA player to ever play to ever play I was watching like Conan O'Brien interviews and stuff like that where he was he was asking I think it was Conan, like, uh, what his nickname is. And some of the nicknames were like, uh, he's like, I also would have accepted Dirk Diggler. Uh, <laughs> um, just the uh, the amount of writing that he's willing to read, because like, it's clear that he's not he's not writing his own material. But he was he's willing to read anything that gets put in front of him. He dressed up as Ron Burgundy and did a bunch of Anchorman lines for, I don't know if it was Halloween or something, but for some promotional thing. Like, every single promotional thing that it seems like that the Mavericks do revolves around Dirk Nowitzki doing something super dad jokey. I love that pick. I think Dirk is ultra lame, but he lives into it, which actually makes him ultra cool. Um, I remember seeing some like video of Dirk from the early 2000s showing off his fashion. Um, the dude is a fucking clown. <laughs> he's a he is a he's a clown for real. 
Um, but think about it. He is he is the analogous Sean Bradley of the original Space Jam. Right. I mean, Sean Bradley wasn't he also German? Yeah, he uh, was yeah. also born in born in Germany. So he, it's the perfect analogy for to have another seven footer. Um, except this one will uh, be a lot funnier and a lot. He he'll be a way. I mean, they're they're both terrible actors, but uh, he'll be way funnier, and he'll be mo- way more willing to say ridiculous things. Tight, good pick. Ron's gonna love that one. Starting at power forward for the New Haven Swag Surfers, six foot seven from Michigan State, Draymond Green. Of course, good pick. Of course, Draymond Green. I, I also have Draymond Green. Oh, sh- what the fuck? But uh, your team's gonna be fucked that's up, right? <laughs> My wait, he starts at he starts at small forward a lot. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He, no, he never plays. The, he never starts a small forward. No, no, no. He. I was able to start him at small forward on my fantasy team, so I'm going to be able to put him at small forward here. Besides, this isn't real basketball, Chalanga. No, they don't no, have to win no, any games. No. So what? LeBron's going to be your po- point guard? You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I got enough spacing from Dirk. I got Dirk and Joel knocking down threes. Uh, okay. Uh... Draymond, my pick is Draymond Green. He's he's um, notoriously funny. I think just seeing Draymond Green smile is enough to let you know that he is fucking hilarious. He's really funny in interviews. Always very candid and honest. Um, always making jokes. Always got that smile just waiting. Um, so yeah, he's my starting power forward. Starting at small forward for the Hollywood... Millie Rockers is uh Draymond Green. <laughs> Fuck you. He's not a small forward. Here's my here's my problem. I'm I'm literally looking this up now. Small it, forward and power forward on basketball reference. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just saying literally fuck off. I'm saying when have you ever seen him play small forward? Uh in practice he plays wing defense like some Yo. The the cool thing about him is that he's six he's six five and that he can protect the rim right yeah he's crazy but that he can switch around he's a he is a great switch defender he's incredible he's one of the best defenders in the league but he's not a small forward anyway uh uh well he is a small forward according to Basketball Reference and it's the first position according to ba- Basketball Reference so fuck off fine I get that he's a power forward. My but small forward to... in Space Jam. Uh, give, give my announcement. Give my announcement. No, I, I'm <laughs> going to talk about Draymond Green for a little bit. <laughs> Let me talk about Draymond Green because I have another take on Draymond Green. I don't think that it, I don't think that everything's all uh, gumdrops and lollipops and whatever. I'm worried about Draymond Green. Oh. I think that he could be. I think he could be the biggest issue on my team. And that's not just because he might be playing slightly out of position. I told you my team was kind of weird and and very large. My team is very large. But, and I didn't want two Warriors on my team, but I have two Warriors on my team. Spoiler alert. Uh, Draymond Green 
I think that he's an asshole. Everyone thinks he's an asshole, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. So he could ruin the on-screen chemistry of all of these players. Like, I think everyone else is willing would be willing to like play along with each other, but Draymond Green is kind of like his one his own one-man wrecking crew. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm worried that he can only do something alone. He can't do something like as a part of a group. He might shut down production and then go do his own space space jammed with a D. <laughs> I don't for Draymond. That makes sense. Because right now it's Space Jam without anything for LeBron. <laughs> Dude, it's just logic, man. It's just it's logic. Space Jamel. It's Ooh. Space Jamel. Space Jam 2. And if you squint, the space two... Space Jamming! The two looks like an L if you squint and it kind of tilts your head a little bit the right way. It's like, oh, okay. In the artwork that I'm uh, that I'm mocking up right now as producer. The... It, well, the two, we're actually using Roman numeral two. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be actually two L's for LeBron. LeBron is my favorite French basketball player, by the way. LeBron? Starting at small forward for the New Haven. What's the name of your? Dude, Swag Surfers. Sorry. Starting at small forward for the New Haven Swag Surfers. Kawhi Leonard. That's right. I said it. Um, Terrible pick. Terrible pick. He has no personality. I know. This is by far my worst pick, but I did it for a reason, and here's why. How much joy... To come to L.A. Well, that would be very exciting. You know, he's, he's bumming around, making a movie in L.A., and he realizes, like, oh, man, I really miss it out here. Because he's from L.A., right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he says, I, mm-hmm. I really miss it out here. It's so fun. Oh, man, working with LeBron is great. I would love to work with him on the basketball court, too. You know how Kawhi talks. Um, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll just leave this cold-ass Toronto winter and move to sunny L.A. to play basketball with LeBron. Um, All right. You're forgiven already. I know. As, I knew, as a Minneapolis Laker fan, you're forgiven. I knew that you would like that. Um, but my point is, how much joy did we all get from hearing Kawhi give that interview about how fun of a guy he is. I mean, that provided me at least like a solid week of joy. And still, when I think about it, it brings a smile to my face, a little twinkle to my eye. So what if we could capture that moment on the big screen Mm. in Hollywood and project it out? And wouldn't it just be so funny no. to just like see no. how uncomfortable he would be on screen? I would love it. I would love it. That's the type of content that I am into. I don't know if his uncomfortability will be interesting enough. <laughs> it would be like so uninteresting. Oh, I totally disagree. Do you know how lucky we were just to hear him laugh? <laughs> That is never going to happen again. And seriously, and if, that was like that seeing laugh, a, the fucking Yeti or some shit. Yeah, and how if they like try to recreate the laugh moment, how stupid and cheesy would that be? Like it would ruin the movie. It would it could single-handedly ruin the movie just trying to recreate that moment. Mm. Nah. Because then they're going to be saying, "Kawhi, please laugh like you did 
in this interview and then he'll be like trying to recreate it and that'll be him trying to imitate himself which will require acting skill and he has no acting skill whatsoever right and whatever comes out of that will be brilliant i have no doubt in my mind he will be amazing on the silver screen just a fucking disaster the whole time he's not going to be an interesting disaster he's just going to be a boring disaster and that's a terrible pick i don't approve of it thank you thank you Starting at shooting guard for the Hollywood Millie Rockers. All right, so I could could have gone a couple ways. Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to say uh, my son, Joko. I'm sorry this isn't your moment to be a star yet. And that's only because you deserve a movie unto yourself. Yeah, seriously. Space Second, Jam 3. And I thought about this. The best actor in the NBA, everybody knows this. It's very clear. James Harden. No one no one flops harder than James Harden. <laughs> he is the single greatest actor I've ever seen on a basketball court. Yeah, you know, he's he actually got nominated for an Emmy this year. That was cool. He did yeah. for that. Oh, congratulations, mm-hmm. James. Um, you know, since you got nominated for an Emmy, you're disqualified from being in Space Jam. Uh <laughs> See, that's why this is this is actually the terrible pick. Kawhi was a great pick. This is a bad pick. No, I I didn't pick him. I'm, oh, you didn't he was, pick. He was an honorable mention. Oh, James. I just Harden. wanted to say that James Harden was a good, was a good actor because he loves to act when he gets fouled. Oh, okay. So, oh, I know who your pick is. Then go ahead. So I did tell you that there would be two Golden State Warriors on this team. This is a good pick. While I would like for it to be Kevin Durant. JK, he was so bad in his movie. Did you see his movie? The the uh oh, Kevin Durant I love movie? Thunderstruck. No, Thunderstruck yeah, was w- so bad. I've seen that movie like eight times. I've seen twenty minutes of that movie <laughs> and I I couldn't finish it because I kept on going running to the bathroom to vomit. KD's and then real eventually bad. like blood started coming out and uh I just realized that watching Kevin Durant act was just terrible for my health. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it is Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. and this is this is for the exact same reason that you laid out to me uh, for Kawhi. Uh, he wants to come home. He comes home and he's like, "Ooh, I'm getting some nostalgia, old school Hollywood. We're we're acting, we're making movies. This is where I grew up. This is my homeland." And he's going to sign with the Lakers. It would be a great way. How cool would it be if like? If somehow the cast of Space Jam were incorporated into the announcement of Clay Thompson signing with the Lakers, <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, at the end, like, um, uh, like a post-credits little scene where Clay and Kawhi yes. are holding up Lakers jerseys. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, like you know how Jordan comes back at the end of Space Jam? Mm-hmm. He comes back to the Bulls. Oh, and then uh, and then they're like Bill Murray's there, and he's like, he's like, hey man, I'm sorry it didn't work out. He's like, it's all right, I could have been you. And then, then he's like, let's go Bulls. <laughs> His voice cracks. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of my favorite moments in in cinematic history. Uh, that's gonna happen, except it's going to be Kawhi and Clay joining on the court for a Lakers game for a home Lakers game. How amazing would that be? Oh, it would be beautiful. Oh my god. That would be a hell of a team. 
One of the reasons why I picked Clay. So obviously he's hilarious. He's like giving news reporters advice about uh, scaffolding in New York, mm-hmm. and he's wearing Flint Tropics jerseys, and he's a brilliant man. The best thing about him is that he's not going to overshadow LeBron. He's a great role player, just like he is in the NBA. He is a fan. He will be a fantastic role player as an actor because he's not going to be a Draymond Green who will be like, whenever Draymond Green's on screen, he's always going to want the most attention, and that's why I'm why I'm worried about him, you know. But Clay will be willing to do whatever it takes to make the scene better, and that's what I love about him. He's just the most versatile performer I think that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. He's very willing. That is like so true about him. He's just down for whatever, you know? And that usually makes for the best, at least improviser, just being willing, mm-hmm. being open. Mm-hmm. And that's my boy Clay. I like that pick. I do want to give another honorable mention before we get to your uh, to your point guard because you're not starting LeBron at your point guard, are you? Uh, I am. I need to. I need to talk about my shooting guard, though. Oh my god! Well, then let's talk about your shooting guard. Starting at shooting guard for the New Haven, fuck, Soul Surfers, Sw- Soul Skaters, Swag Surfers, Soul oh, Skaters. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, that was uh, that was for a different pod. <laughs> uh, starting at shooting guard for the New Haven Swag Surfers. Wild card pick here. Victor Oladipo. No. And here's why. Is he funny? Uh he's pretty funny. I watched so I watched him on um LeBron's The Shop on HBO. Brilliant. Oh yeah. Only one episode. Um, but it was fat it was riveting TV. I loved it so much. Um and really? Victor Oladipo, he's very charming. I've heard him on some podcasts. He's like a very he's a very good speaker. He's super charming. And I think the fact that he's a good singer will add some comedy. There's like room for comedy in the movie, having him sing a little song, do a little song and dance type of thing. He just recently <laughs> dropped a record. Did you listen to it? I know. No. I have no desire to listen. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But I think he would be really great. I think that he is... But the thing is, is he, he's not releasing a record like Shaq released a record. Shaq was like, that was a bit. When Shaq released a record, that was a bit. And it was amazing. But like Victor Oladipo, from what I have heard of it, has it does not seem like it's a bit. It seems like he's taking himself pretty seriously. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely is taking himself very seriously. Um, remember when he showed up to the dunk contest in a fedora? Oh, I'm, I'm watching this. He's singing New York, New York. I remember this. Yeah. Mm. See, isn't that funny? It's, it's like really dumb, but it's funny. This isn't a bit for him, though. I don't know if it's a bit. I think he wanted to sing because he wanted to show everyone how good of a singer he was. Oh, he. I think he. I think he. He definitely does. He's the best singer in the NBA. Is he? Probably. I feel like there are probably some NBA players who don't sing who are who are as good as he is. He he didn't seem that good. Come on, quit hating on him. You're just mad because my team's. That's a different pod. Best singers in the NBA. Oh, we, we okay. I'm I'm gonna do some research for that. Um, we should also do a best rappers one too. 
underrated one, Tony Parker. He, you know, he put out a rap 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 record. Whoa. Yeah. I'll, no. I'll send you. That's surprising to me. I'll, I'll send you some links. Um, Premier Love. That's one of the hits. Oh, it's so great. Um, All right. So <laughs> we both have to start LeBron James at our point guard position. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. I have to. Yeah, you do. My team is going to kick your team's ass, dude. I got LeBron, Depot, Kawhi, Draymond, Embiid. Ooh. Whoa. Get out of here. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In terms of real basketball, maybe, but I'm getting I'm getting Dirk like movie Dirk, which is peak of powers Dirk. <laughs> That's like Dirk. the Dirk who gets multiple takes. Dirk with the long hair. Mm-hmm. That's I get long haired Dirk. And if I get like peak of powers, I I think my team beats your team. I think that you have a lot of ball handlers. I think Victor Oladipo doesn't play well next to uh, players who are like to handle the ball a lot. <clears throat> Russell Westbrook. True. Um, who and, I wanted to put. And so Russ I don't on think that team. he will shine. I wanted to put what? Russ on my team, but I couldn't. I I did did you though? I Russ. Russ doesn't have like the attitude of like, ooh, this will be fun. Russ has the attitude of like, this is for me. Like everything's for him. You know. I think that I think that I that know. is overblown. I think he's actually a really funny, cool dude. Paul George loves him. Paul George That's didn't go play with LeBron because he was like, I love Russell Westbrook. He is a great teammate. I don't know. I kind of believe Bill Simmons' conspiracy theory about Paul George. Very believable. Being forced by Adam Silver not to go to the Lakers. I think that that could be possible. That's very believable. Uh, anyway, I wanted to put Russ on. He was an honorable mention, but... I couldn't do it. I I love Depot too much. Another honorable mention, Blake Griffin. Yeah, but that's boring. If Blake Griffin, why? No, it's not. He was good. Did you see the roast, the Blake Griffin roast? Yeah, I, I'm not into Blake Griffin. I'm just like I'm not into it. I'm not into his whole thing. What's his whole thing? Uh, I'm a his whole comedian thing. Just like you're tr- trying too hard, man. You're trying too hard. I don't know. I think that Oladipo's trying too hard with his <laughs> <laughs> stupid singing album. <laughs> oh, you might be right. You might be right. Uh, I don't know. He was on my mind. So that, we had. I have to say, he was a last minute addition. <laughs> so we had two of the four same starters. Yeah, that makes that sense. That was so boring. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. I shouldn't have gone with Embiid because I knew you were going to pick Embiid right away. How could you not take Embiid? I know. that the, Embiid was such an overwhelming favorite that I had to take him despite knowing that you were going to take him. I should have taken Jokic. That would have been funny. I should have really went what? hard with my bad. with my. Like, <laughs> could you imagine just Let's just take like Nikola the most Jokic. boring players. Yeah, why are you picking all these boring players? If anyone, if, if we're going to pick any... Uh, Euro player, it has to be Luka Doncic. What? I don't even know anything about him. How do you even have a I know, gauge it, of his personality? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want to see Kawhi in a movie, I don't really know what's wrong with you. Um, All right, listeners, tell tell Chilenga when he's wrong. Email coasttocoastnbapod at gmail.com and tell Chilenga that he is wrong about his Kawhi take. Kawhi cannot be an actor. 
I'm a fun guy. Uh, I don't know. There's just more questions you'd have to ask me about myself for me to really tell you about me. Kawhi, please get off my pod. <laughs> you're you're literally killing the airtime right now. Uh, I'm sorry. I guess you just wanted me as a guest, so I, I came. Chalanga, on. get back here. Get him off my pod. Get out, Kawhi, oh my god, go away. Sorry about that, everyone. We have one more. Oh yeah, our old guy. So we we have to have. What, what will we call this? Our coach. Uh, yeah, our coach. I feel like there's gotta be an old like a, a, a an NBA old head in the movie, you know? Like, um, mm-hmm. I guess they didn't really have an old old guy in the in the original, but I just think with the new one, they're definitely gonna want to throw back, um, and, and have someone old on. Well, I think it's very clear that in all of these like kids type of movies or like movies of this type of ilk or genre. There are a lot of they always will go with the trope of having as many cameos as they can. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I think that they're going to probably overdo the cameos. There's there's more of a chance that they overdo the cam- cameos than underdo the cameos. So there will definitely be a former NBA player. And it will like Shaq will be in it. There's no way Shaq won't be in it, right? Yeah, he'll be in it. Charles will be in it. Um you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they oh. brought back all the original guys and had them in it, too. So you, Ewing and well, Shaq wasn't. Wimsy. Shaq wasn't in it. Shaq wasn't. No, in it. Shaq was too busy with Blue Chips. He couldn't be in Space Jam. I haven't seen Blue Chips. I gotta watch that tonight. I haven't seen it either, uh, but it has some pretty terrible reviews. <laughs> all right, so the starting coach for the Hollywood Millie Rockers. I think I'm going to have to go with Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, hell yeah. I like that pick. And I have a bunch of players right now who are just going to say ridiculous things because they don't understand English that well. Um, Joel Embiid being the player that understands it the most. But we have Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, maybe Dirk understands English pretty well. I mean, he's been here for I mean, they all probably years. understand it. They, they, okay, so they all probably understand English really well, but it sounds funny when they say things in English because they have accents. <laughs> so I I have the all-accent team, I guess. Dikembe Mutombo was, like, on Jimmy Kimmel reading, like, celebrity mean tweets to him, and, and it's just funny listening to, to Mutombo say anything. Have you seen the video of Dikembe Mutombo saying his whole name? And someone put a, no. a rap beat underneath it. Oh, shit. How long is the video? It's like seven seconds. Well, shout out to Dikembe. Uh, you're my you're the coach for my team. The starting coach for the Swag Surfers. This is easy for me. Kevin Garnett, baby. That was a good choice. Yeah, man. I want to see him all fired up with his hood just hanging on his head. Have you seen Area 21, how his hood just like hangs on his head like he's fucking taped it there uh i need to watch more area 21 i don't know if it's still i don't think it's still happening uh what yeah i don't think it's still happening why not because it was insane (laughs) and like the the tnt guys are already insane enough and kg was just like he was he was very kg Man, he swore on air like within the first week of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
why did they let him why did they let him host a show in a hoodie that's my question yo because that's what tnt does they just are like let's get the biggest personalities and just let them let's let them run like it gets it gets ratings yo like that tnt crew is the best basketball crew on tv because they let i love it shaq and charles barkley just they let him go um but yeah kg would be amazing he's fucking so funny um and he's he's wild and crazy uh and i want to see him running up and down the sidelines screaming shouting plays whatever um so that's my team he and he'd definitely be a better coach than mutombo i don't know maybe maybe Kevin mutombo would be a good coach you think so i have no idea i don't i don't know i don't think i don't know what it takes to be a good coach <laughs> Definitely, we do not in Minneapolis. We do not know what it takes to be a good coach. R.I.P. Flip. The trials and tribulations of being a Wolves fan. Anyway, this was fun, Dylan. I gotta get going. Um, good team, good picks. I'm proud of you. Don't forget, listeners, follow us on social media on Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA, Instagram at Coast to Coast NBA Pod, and online at coasttocoast.podient.co um and if you haven't subscribed yet do it you doofus please for us for me and for dill okay we love you have a good night, good night. peace